today, I'll just be honest with you, it's my favorite service of the entire year. Not because it's the first Sunday of the new year, but because we call this our blessing of the children. Uh, how many have been here with us in the past? We've, we've done this. And it's absolutely my favorite service of the year, by far. And I'll tell you why. Because without our kids, I mean, our kids are our future. Amen. You've heard this over and over, this expression that's been used so many times. But they are our future. And as parents, if you are a parent here today, it's imperative, it's important that you understand this, that it is your job. Everybody say, if you're a parent, my job, my job. to teach my children about the Lord. It's not the church's job. It's not the Sunday school or kids' church or anybody else. It's your job. It's my job, right? Amen. And that's a privilege. It's a privilege. Now, you can sit here today and say, well, my parents didn't teach me anything. And, and I get that. I totally understand that. But how many know that there's new beginnings. There's new opportunities. You, you can do something with your children. And, and just, just face it, every one of us have said this, if you're a parent, I'm going to do it better than my mom or dad, right? You've all said that. My parents said that. And by the way, I just want to honor them today. My mom and dad are here, sitting here. And it's great to see them and have them here with us today. Amen. Um, I'm thrilled and blessed to, to be their oldest son and their favorite. <clears throat> Reuben and I will talk later. When he has the mic, he can say whatever he wants. Amen. Just kidding, Reuben. I'm just But again, it is one of my favorite times to be here today. And I just, I'll keep this brief. But here's one of the things that I want you to understand today, parents. And even if you're not a parent and you do not have kids here today, you have influence on kids. You know that, right? You have direct influence upon them. The enemy, our enemy, our spiritual enemy, wants to attack and destroy them. There's so much confusion in schools right now. There's so much confusion in, in families right now. There, there's so much confusion on social media. Uh, there's, there's kids. When I was growing up, you didn't have elementary age, middle school age kids committing suicide. That just didn't happen. Nowadays, that's common. It's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. And there's an enemy that's fighting against your souls and against the children's souls to take them out. And, and that's why it's important for us to have this service every year at the beginning of the year. I want to pray today uh, that, that God will fulfill that plan and purpose in every child here today. That's a, directly out of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. God has a plan and a purpose for every one of you. Amen? Amen. No matter what age you are, God wants to protect you. He wants to put a hedge of protection around you. And the three, these are the three things I prayed for my kids, my girls that were up here doing worship. I prayed for them since they were born. God, fulfill your purpose in them. Lord, protect them. And Lord, remind them that you love them. Those three things I prayed daily over them. And I believe that when you do things like that, good things happen. How many can say amen? amen. How many have known that that's what happens in, in your kid's life, that you've seen blessings in their life? Amen. I look and see some of the families here that we have, wonderful children, some that aren't here today, couldn't be with us. And uh, I'm reminded that they're doing it right because they're putting God first in their life. And they're saying, Lord, I want you to lead and guide my kids. 
And when you do that, good things happen. If I were to ask you this question, I'd get a 100% unanimous answer. And the question would be, how many want to have a great hope and a future for their kids? And every one of you would raise your hand. There's not a one parent here that would say, no, I don't want that. Of course not. In the same manner, God Almighty as our Father wants the same blessings for you. He wants to pour out blessings for you. He wants to remind you that he loves you. That he sent his son to die on a cross for you. Yes, that, you. That not only does he want to remind you that he loves you, but he wants to protect you. Protect you from what? Protect you from the world, the things that are out there that will harm you. Protect you from the things that will bring you down, ruin your marriage, ruin your family, possibly lose your job. Things like that. And, and so again... This isn't just about children. It's for all of us. Amen? Yeah. If you'll um, quickly turn. if First of all, you should have an outline. If you don't have an outline, raise your hand. One will be given to you. A um, couple people, one person here in front. If you, if you need an outline, raise your hand. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. And I've got a couple of sermon texts here that we're going to be reading from so I'm not going to ask you to stand but just just stay seated Matthew chapter 19 verses 13 through 15 and this is out of the New American Standard Bible it says this listen to these words of Jesus or as Jesus spoke then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray and the disciples rebuked them but Jesus said let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these after laying his hands on them he departed from there and then we have a companion text out of uh, the book of Luke Luke chapter 18 and starting in verse 15 it says this And they were bringing even their babies to him so that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they began rebuking them. But Jesus called for them saying, permit the children to come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I say to you. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we ask your blessings right now, Father. Give us wisdom to understand your word. To, Father, be the parents we need to be that you have envisioned us to be. The grandparent you want us to be. And Father, most of all, we pray your blessings upon every child here. From the youngest one to the oldest one. We pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 How many know it's true that, that Jesus, uh, or how many are thankful, I should say, uh, that Jesus didn't turn away children? Amen. Can you imagine, you know, today, us having service and uh, somebody saying, can, can you remove those kids? They're, they're, they're a nuisance in here. You know, that, that would be terrible. That'd be terrible. But how many are thankful that Jesus invited the kids in? And realizing this, that uh, there are two-year-olds, there are three-year-olds, there are little kids that aren't always the most well-behaved children. Yet Jesus said, no, 
Don't stop them. I encourage you to bring them. So if Jesus was telling us that, how much more should you and I encourage them? Amen? Amen. How much more should you and I encourage them? I love what the scripture says here. The kingdom of God is for them. It's like them. And really, he's telling us, unless you come as a child, unless your faith is childlike, how many know this about children? They believe everything you tell them. In fact, when they're little, I see some little little ones here, they believe their mom is Wonder Woman, and they believe their dad is Superman. Amen? And until they get to about seven, eight years, maybe younger, they, then they truly realize, oh, mom ain't all that, and dad ain't all that. And that's the reality, right? And, and here's the other thing. They truly believe that with God, all things are possible. And that should never change. You know, you and I will, will fail our kids. Let's just face that. You and I are not perfect as parents. But that shouldn't stop us from trying to do the best job we can. But here's the thing I know is that God Almighty will never fail you. God Almighty will always be there for you. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. So again, we're so thankful that our children are here today. Let me read this other verse. I think it's on your outline as well. But Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10 in the NIV, New International Version, says it this way. See that you did not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. Ooh, that's a, that's a warning to us as parents. Don't despise your kids. Don't turn them away and... How do we do that? Well, when we take them lightly. We can take our children lightly. We can ignore them. And then I won't even go down the road of the, abor- the abortions. That, that's another thing that can happen, where we can ignore the children that God has given to us. God has blessed you with, with children. Amen? How many can say amen to that? God has blessed you with children. And one of the things I, I have seen in my family is, uh, uh, first of all, I'm thankful for second chances. Amen? I always say that. How many are thankful for second and third and fourth chances? Because that's me right there. Um, None of us here are perfect. But let me tell you, when when I had my second chance, I said, Lord, I want to raise my children in light of what you mean to us, that you love us. That you want, that you have a plan and a purpose for us. That uh, and they're not up here by accident. We don't force our kids to do anything they don't want to do. And here's the beautiful thing: they honor and serve God because of our prayers and because we encourage them as parents. Amen. Amen. It's never too late for you as parents to do the same thing. You you don't have to have them up here playing and doing worship, but to to honor the Lord. Oh, let me tell you, it's the greatest thing that your children could ever do. You can walk away knowing that my child is good. My child is going to make a wise choice at some point in their life. They're going to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Is this the best thing for my life? Is this the best thing for my career as they get older? You can trust in that. Amen? I want to just talk to you real quickly before we pray. Three quick key points. And really, parents, listen to this. The first one is obedience. We are to bring our children to know the Lord at a young age. The Bible tells us that when you teach them and raise them up, they shall not depart from it. Now, let me, let me set something straight here. They may walk away. They may backslide. They may even 
turn, turn away, and you may think that they'll never come back to church, but here's the thing, they will never forget inside. They will never forget inside what you taught them, what they learned. So teach them, teach them. Well, Pastor Rick, I, I don't know how to teach them. Well, then bring them to church. Pastor Rick will help you. Pastor Anna will help you. We'll pray with them. We'll pray with you. We'll help your family to grow. Amen? Amen. So do you recognize that one of the ways we acknowledge God is to recognize that he gives us life, the air that we breathe? Every one of us, we have to realize that to begin with. Do we recognize that, that he, God gives us time, talents, and treasures? Every one of you has been given a measure of time on this earth, has been given talents, in other words, gifts and treasures, uh, different things that you can help the church, your family with. Amen. You are to use those to develop your kids, to help your children. Amen. Amen. Do you recognize that everything you have and everything that God has given you is because he knits you in your mother's womb? The Bible says he knits you in your mother's womb before you were born. Before you were born, he knits you. The Lord himself stitched you together. That's how precious God views children. He puts you together in, his mother, in your mother's womb. So the first thing we need to do is be obedient and realize that the Lord has a plan from the very beginning for each of these children. The second thing would be our attitude. We must strive to have the attitude of a child. Now, I'm not talking about that little demon child that's on a rampage, okay? You know, it's that neighbor's kid that I'm talking about. Not your children, but that neighbor's kid. And, 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 and the attitude that I'm talking about is one that's tender-hearted, docile, one that's loving. The one thing about children is, even if, as they're back there at that table, if one of them were to have an, a little tiff, a little argument with somebody, five minutes later, it's all forgotten. You know, that's the attitude that children bring. But we adults, we complicate things. We say, oh, you're going to be that way? Okay. Okay. Uh, I remember you. I see you. I, I remember you. And, but children, they're not like that. They, they quickly forget these things. And that's the attitude that the Lord is talking about, to be docile, to be tenderhearted. I love that about li- our little kids, is they can be so tender loving because they're innocent. They don't, they are not contaminated by this world out there. And parents, it's up to you and I to keep it that way. The world is going to contaminate, contaminate them at some point down the road. But as far as your job, you are to help bring them up and keep them from, from the wiles of the enemy. Amen? Amen. We must strive to have the attitude of a child, docile, tenderhearted, forgiving, and loving. Is that so hard to do? It really shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Now, you may have been beat up and torn down in this life. You may not have been raised by a parent or parents that raise you up in love. And it's hard for you to do that. And I understand that. But once again, bring them to church. We'll help you love on your children. Yeah. We'll encourage you. We'll pray with you. We'll meet you there. Amen. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to raise kids nowadays. I get that. It really is. Your job as parents, you, you young parents that have little ones under seven years old, it's tough nowadays. I grant that. It's tough. You're facing things that my generation didn't face. My parents' generation didn't even think of. 
um, things that are so crazy out there. And all of it's centered around social media. Yeah. Um, I, I, I won't even get into it, but I have a co-worker that had a child that was getting beat up socially at, at school. At school, and then the parents got involved on Facebook and started further blasting children on Facebook. These are adults blasting kids. I'm talking about seven, eight-year-old kids. It's crazy what you see. So we must have the right attitude of a child, tender-hearted, forgiving, and loving. And then the third thing, and probably the most important thing, is to pray for your children. Pray for your children. Everybody say this with me. Prayer. Prayer. How many believe that prayer works? Amen. Because it does. Prayer works. We must pray for a hedge of protection and blessing around our children. Even if you don't have children in this place today and you're here today, you know who you can be praying for. You see someone, you say, Lord, I I, want to pray for this child. Pray for them. Go and pray for them. Amen. First of all, go to their parents and say, hey, can I pray for your child? Can I pray for them? And pray for them. I encourage you to do that. We are to pray for our children to develop the full potential that God has placed in them. See, God has placed so much purpose and, and a hope and a plan in each of us, but many of us stray away from it. Many of us never fulfill that. There's, it's amazing things when, when uh, how many here are gardeners? How many love to garden? You take a little seed, just a little tiny seed. You plant that. You water it. You fertilize it. You take care of it. Let the sun hit it. And if you, as long as you nourish that, all of a sudden, three months later, it's giving you ripe tomatoes, yes. beautiful cantaloupes, you know, zucchini, whatever it may be, out of a little tiny seed like that. It's no different with our family, with our children. When you nourish your children, when you take care of your children, they're going to sprout up and give you and develop beautiful things in your life. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, it was worth it. It was worth it. How many parents going right now, I don't know if this is worth it. You know, it's it's a struggle. It can be tough sometimes. And, and, And so we have to be praying for them. I don't have this on my outline, but parents, can I tell you this one thing? You you got to have time for yourselves as well. You got to have date nights. Can I can you say date nights? Date nights. They're so important. If you ask my wife, we have a date night, a regular date night. We try to do date nights almost once a week. Now it's much easier as our children have grown. I get it when you're younger, but you got to have date nights. If you don't, none of this stuff here is going to be very easy for you to do. The Lord wants us to be committed to our children. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we close now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.